On this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, the local geek joins Kidder and I for a great discussion. Is it a great discussion, though? I don't know. It's a lot of how we're trying to suggest things and a lot of non-reactions. But that's okay. He's got a challenge for us for episode 150, which is fastly approaching. Besides that, I'm going to talk about a controversy that just came out today. It's, I mean, it's fresh. It's hot off the presses. We're also going to uh, introduce a brand new segment that's going to lead us out from here through uh, for quite a while. So, I, boy, for as much as I made it sound like it's not a great episode, this is actually a really great episode and a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, the lucky thing for you is you're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V. Mark Kidder, Pork Hall Beverage, Prophecies, and your time with friends. The Triple B, where the Triple B sucks, okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Beer Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that recently received a cease and desist letter and is no longer allowed to talk about the continuing adventures of the world's greatest adventurer, Paco LaFleur. It was fun while it lasted. I'm your host, the living embodiment of Charlie Brown, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Were you going to say that you were Charlie Brown? You know what? I might have, and that would have been such a living embodiment of Charlie Brown to say. I recently I recently pointed that out to my to my boss that I am the living embodiment of Charlie Brown and that if the the worst thing that could always happen is what's going to happen to me. And I literally brought her some bad news and she, and she <laughs> said, "Why? Why is it always your sights?" And I'm like, because she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're Charlie Brown. I get it. <laughs> so it's catching on, man. It's catching on. It shouldn't, though. I, I can't help it, man. It's, it's a lifelong thing. It's it's a label. I'm stuck with it. Which, um, hey, hey, get her. Speaking of being stuck with, in probably the not the best transition I could come up with, but, uh, hey, we have another guest who got stuck doing royal rumble predictions and it's now on the show that's right everybody it is the official triple b brewmaster the local geek is here how you doing tonight hey guys doing pretty good tonight uh i think uh ai helped me make some pretty solid predictions so we'll see how it turns out <laughs> i'm really looking forward to losing to ai in this uh <laughs> i mean you agreed with the ai in most of the cases so yeah, we're, we're all losing to AI. Let's be honest here. Yeah. And for anybody who's wondering, like, what are you talking about? Go back, you know, like a month ago to when we did the Royal Rumble and, uh, and join us and all of that. That fun goodness. Um, but hey, hey, get her, get her. Want some mm -hmm. breaking news? Yeah. It is my pleasure to get to inform you first before you send it to me in Messenger that my favorite hockey player when I was at UND, Zach Parisi, is now a member of our Colorado Avalanche.
Yeah. Best. There's best. your ASMR moment <laughs> right off the top. Yeah. And, and that is such a, a great bit of news. I'm, I'm glad that we get to, you know, see Mr. Parisi in an avalanche uniform. You know, that's good. I never, never thought it would happen. And uh, I think we should drink to that. That's right. I'm moving us right along, gentlemen, to everybody's favorite segment of the show. What's on tap? And while I usually go with the guest first, Kidder, uh, you, you may have started kind of pre-gaming a bit and hoping to drink during the Royal Rumble predictions. What are you having, good sir? What'd you open? <clears throat> I mean, I, I did. I got a classic Coca-Cola, original taste. Halfway done. Thirsty. Need caffeine. Yeah. All right. Good to hear. Local Geek, what are you having tonight? Well, Kidder says he needs caffeine. Um, I am having a coffee beer, so I am also getting a dose of caffeine that I probably don't need. Hopefully the 6% alcohol will counteract the effects. I am having a cold press black from uh, Bent Paddle Brewing out of Duluth, Minnesota. It says a local infusion of flavor, bent paddle black combined with Duluth Coffee Company's cold press coffee. Smoother than campfire coffee without the mess of the grounds. Uh, that's about all they got on here. Um, Lake Superior is managed through a bi-national agreement, much like our partnership between local crafters. And I'm going to pour that into the old, it's been a week glass, because that's the one I grabbed from upstairs. This week hasn't been particularly bad. Last week was a little rough, but. I, I disagree, but I'll, I'll share that story <laughs> in a little bit. This one's got some nice head on it and a, a very nice dark color. And it does definitely have some coffee notes to the odor. I'm going to let that head settle down before I drink it, though. Mm. All right. We'll, we'll we'll wait for that report on the taste in a little bit. Uh, gentlemen, I'm going uh, to the Oscar Blues Brewery for my drink. Uh, and that is, I have the original Dale's American Pale Ale. When Dale started hand canning his hopped up Mother of a pale ale at Oscar Blues Brewery, the beer industry laughed. Then they cracked open a can, the original craft beer in a can. Dale's Pale Ale revolutionized the American craft beer world, and today it's still stomping on the status quo and fueling adventures. It is 6.5% alcohol by volume. I can't remember if anybody's had this on the show, but... <clears throat> I don't believe so. I've got the spreadsheet open. Let me look. Mm. Nope. Nobody nice, has had. Nice scent of hops. Oh, wait. But... Kidder had it on episode 85. Sorry. Glad to bring you this classic rerun. That's not bad. It's hoppy, but not too uh, too bitter. It's still probably too hoppy for Kidder. That was more or less his review. He said, yeah, it's hoppy. I'm not going to like this one. Nope. Nope. Not a fan. Mm. 
Well, I I'm going to enjoy this and uh, and have a good evening. And I need a good beer because, gentlemen, <clears throat> it's been a week. I thought you were just going to say that you're a communist for enjoying that kind of garbage. <laughs> this, is, this is clearly an American pale ale, kidder. America is it though? America. Because I think it's like an invasion force in disguise. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I had quite the week, um, including a really fun Wednesday where we were awoken by Junior, who had vomited in his bed. Followed that by getting out to my car and uh, at work, grabbing my backpack out of the back and realizing that the a bottle of body armor that I had in it had leaked out. And and I mean, I don't have one down here. They're, they're big bottles, you know, and like, there was just like a little bit left. So it had soaked like the back floor mat of my matrix. It had gone down into the tire. Well, so I had to clean all that up. Yeah. And that was all before like, eight o'clock in the morning Oof. so what time was the uh vomiting of course at like 5 30 in the morning that's better than like two it is better than two but you know it's at that time where like by the time you get them cleaned up and then like back in bed your alarm goes off and it's like at least at two you might get a little bit more sleep but. true so, yeah, that was way to start a day. So, but yeah, it's uh, it has been a week, but I'm glad to be sitting down chatting with you guys. And hey, I started us off with some hockey news. Yeah. Jenner, anything else to share in the world of hockey? Because I know you. Uh, you do a much better job of keeping up with our teams than I do. Well, Fighting Sioux are at home tonight. In fact, Mr. Wonderful, no, not Paul Orndorff. However, Mr. Wonderful uh, uh, Kevin O'Leary was at the Ralph Ingolstadt Arena tonight, presented with a UND hockey jersey and did the ceremonial puck drop before the game. Tonight's opponent is the Denver Pioneers visiting from Denver, Colorado, home of your Colorado Avalanche, the most superior NHL team on the planet. And at, um, I'm just going to call it final because at 19 minutes, 32 seconds in the third period, I'm pretty sure that's what that uh, was. Denver Pioneers 2 your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux, five. Also happening, uh, Howard giving the classic round of applause. Very good. <clears throat> Glad that joke hasn't uh, gotten old over the past, like, 80 years. Right up there with your joke about Mandan. <clears throat> hey, you know what? If only, if only Bismarck had 
what man dan always will and bismarck never can and that's a beautiful city across the river thank you very much <clears throat> all right also in denver colorado just before the beginning of the third period and maybe i'll be giving some score updates tonight the los angeles kings traveled into the mile high city they after two periods have one goal your colorado avalanche four and as mentioned there it is there's the the round it's like golf at least the way that we play also two nights ago wednesday night Nathan McKinnon scoring his eighth career hat trick out of the first the three of the four first goals of the game. Nice. And went on to beat the Washington Capitals and Alexander Ovechkin seven to two. Nice. Nice. Seems like also, our abs are picking up steam which is good a little bit we're, we got some good play happening good back and forth we're fighting for the puck we're not falling asleep so much i love it love it like to see that uh also kale mccarr who had one of those four goals in the first period kale mccarr now the uh highest goal scorer as a defenseman in avalanche franchise history which of course includes the quebec nordiques passing tyson berry for that nathan mckinnon's also set a uh i guess you could say a record because he beat and passed joe sackick for a franchise record of the longest point streak at home with 19 games i believe it is straight at home getting a point in some form nice yeah and then of course zach parisi making his way to the mile high city being saved from the nasty new york islanders and uh there's a goal kale mccarr number five on the power play Nice. Nice. This is um, also this is... leading the NHL and defensemen in goals by like 15. <laughs> I, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I, I just yeah. going to say it. He's phenomenal. And he's I, like, what, 23, 22? <laughs> I mean, the guy went right from, you know, the NCAA tournament to stepping foot on the ice like the next day. In his first game, and he scored a goal. I mean, I, the guy's got some talent. Yeah, you just couldn't say that. So I'm glad he's on our team. So, Kidder, I actually was at a hockey game tonight. I'm back to being an off-ice official. I was a goal judge tonight uh, for a girls' hockey game. It was... Uh, the West Fargo United versus our Bismarck Century Patriots. And I got to say, 
best high school hockey game I've seen this season. It, it was a it was a really tight game. First period went zero zero, so no scores. We start up the uh, second period. Century immediately goes ahead by two, and uh, it's like okay, this is going. At the end of the second period, West Fargo comes back, scores two. So we're going into the third period, tied 2-2. You'll have West Fargo score first coming out of the uh, into the third period. And, and man, they were, they were gunning. I mean, I think they racked up eight shots on goal in the first three minutes of the third period. They were just peppering them in there. Bismarck uh, <coughs> Century would eventually tie it back up with a shorty so yeah i mean really intense we're gonna get down to the last like two minutes west fargo will score their fourth goal and uh you know what century makes a really strong effort has some chances right at the end last you know two minutes are basically played on west fargo's half of the ice but we can't get it done, and West Fargo will take the lead or take the win, the victory, four to three. But an excellent, excellent hockey game. Like it was intense. And uh, Kidder, you'll you'll get a kick. I have a couple of interesting little side stories. One, I of course had to send you the text um, at the end of the during the kind of the period break. I was up in my chair and I was just kind of scrolling on my phone and all of a sudden I realized what song was playing over the arena speakers. Uh, and it was not what you would normally play at a hockey game. I would not consider it hockey music, uh, but it was the theme song for, of course, our good buddy, Brother Smalls. It was Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, I had to look around to see if Smalls was in the building. Uh, but the other one, Kidder, and you'll get a you'll get an appreciation for this. Uh, on the first goal that was scored, I was late to flip on the light, and I was partially late to flip on the light because as I went to flip on the light, uh, there was a Century Patriot mom who was like right below my chair, and like as the puck got shot because it was kind of hitting in like this mom's general direction, she let out this blood curdling scream. Scared the living hell out of me, so I jumped. <laughs> missed, missed turning on the light. It was a uh, this was classic. It was, it was funny. Yeah, I mean, it was. Luckily, nobody in the box gave me any grief about like flinching because you know they always like to give the goal judges grief every time like the puck gets shot off the glass and the goal judge flinches, and it's like. Nobody really saw it, but I'm like, wasn't because of the puck. It was literally the girl's screen. I also almost got hit by a puck tonight, Kidder. They actually had one that went up over the safety net, off the wall, and hit my goal judge chair. So there you go. Exciting <clears throat> night of hockey. Running for you. Yep. <clears throat> Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. So, yeah, but hey, a whole lot of hockey news, a lot of good news, some fun stories. 
And uh, after the game, I happened to uh, just swing through Taco Bell to grab food. And uh, guys, I want to ask, do you ever have this problem with fast food where like maybe it's the city, it's a place you go all the time. You tend to order the same thing, but it's never consistent like what you get. Because yeah. that always amazes me, you know, like, like, I always end up like at Taco Bell, I will always get three bean burritos because sometimes they are like full and overflowing with beans. And then sometimes like the ones I got tonight, they're like flat, which just like mostly cheese and sauce and just like the thinnest smear of beans in there. I'm just curious if you guys ever experienced that. <clears throat> Typically, it is T Bell that does that for me. Local gear happens too often to me. Usually, it's the amount of sauce on like a burger. Mm. I, I, and I've never worked fast food, but it always seems like it's so assembly line that you would think that you would kind of get like a rhythm and you could you could get things very similar or that it was you know fairly regimented between all the locations hey you do this you give you know like this much sauce but it just it, it's always different it seems wow i was hoping for more conversation fancy Howard's going to have to stop putting things on the run sheet because, like, I put things, like, to garner conversation, and then it's always like, nah, we're I, not going to. I do have some food-related uh, or restaurant-related uh, topic I can add with that. Please, guys... save this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear the news that the uh, local iHeart Mac and Cheese is uh, removing itself from the franchise and going to rebrand itself and they're talking about eventually putting in a hood so they can do like burgers and wings and stuff like that on top of uh, some of the mac and cheese things that they'll continue doing I had not heard this interesting Kidder your thoughts <clears throat> well I uh, had heard that news and kind of concerning the location isn't that good so that part I, I i get however i feel that you know maybe just maybe there's there's hope and we'll be able to you know get it done make things happen Maybe they rebrand. Maybe they get some more options. Maybe they bring more people in. I personally have not had a bad meal from my heart mac and cheese. I like their selections. I think their sandwiches taste good because it's like a grilled cheese, but with macaroni in it. I like that. It's been a while since I've been there, so I understand why. Uh, but I think you're in the same boat say, as me. It's it's kind of a drive to get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta be up there. Gotta be uh, in a reason. Now, uh, Howard, he's just got a hop, skip, and a jump. 
I mean, it's it's a bit further than that. I mean, Old Ten is closer, and I haven't been there yet. Well, that's up. Yeah, that's up the street, basically. I mean, you could almost see it. You could throw a beer at it, basically. Yeah, I could go there and get an old fashioned with a cherry in it, and then I would send you straight to hell. <laughs> okay, just for that, I'm inserting myself. <clears throat> um, this thing, <clears throat> Shell's Fire Brick Vienna style lager. I'm having alcohol. Yes, that's right. What? I just, it was just the fact that like he just kept going, and that it was, you know, anyway. Yeah, because you say that garbage, and I need to drink because of it. You're the reason I have PTSD, Howard. <laughs> it's things like that. You talk about cherries. How dare you? Sure, it's not Big D. <laughs> no, he tried that the other day, too, and then I sent him quite the smattering of memes. I'll, I'll just give you a little tease, Kidder. My final thought for tonight involves Big D. Well, rest of you have we to can say anything on this and it can be edited so this is a shell's brewery uh product 4.8 percent alcohol by volume there's a story in every drop fire brick came on in a flurry of snow that is initially released as the winter snowstorm beer in 1998 they couldn't stand the thought of it being so unique they only brewed it once but what do you call a beer born in snow that no longer lives in the snow well it just so happens they're removing the old coal-fired boiler as they dismantled all the old fire bricks they thought of Many years they spent shoveling coal to keep them warm in the winter and brewing great shells beer year-round. They couldn't think of a better way to pay homage to the story than calling the flagship craft beer Firebrick. <clears throat> Water-soluble. Can I offer you some blackened? some blackened? No, that's yeah. brown. It's, it's You can't have blackened brown. Then it's like... Off brown. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I just happened to pick up a paint color and it was blackened and thought of you. That's over here. Hmm. Right there. This is a Vienna style lager. Once again, guided by tradition, 12 fluid ounces. Again, 4.8% alcohol by volume. Yeah, August Shell Brewing Company. They're located in New Ulm. Minnesota and shout out to the wifey because she actually picked up a six pack so that I could have beer so these are all her picks for me I told her if she picked IPA I'd, I'd be sending her to hell with Howard <laughs> is that a new segment we got going <laughs> well maybe Howard is in hell I don't know and we both chose Minnesota beers tonight Kidder hmm. sounds like an odd coincidence I think Dale's in Colorado what did the Illuminati do to you 
All right. I'm, I'm waiting to hear how this this beer tastes. Oh, that's good. Uh, general smell off the top is much like a regular light beer. Uh, kind of like a grain belt, I would sense and say. The overall color is a light amber. <clears throat> so kind of like a light roast. A little dryness uh, right off top of the palate. And and then the, there's the aftertaste. Kind of like you get when you drink a Coors Light. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of like a Coors Light that tastes better with a little bit more flavor. Uh, not my favorite beer, but <clears throat> also not the worst. So a solid 3.382. All right. Nice. Nice. Glad that uh, that you uh, have a have a tasty beverage. Jenner, <clears throat> how would you like to hear about a stupid law? Do I have to? Oh, <laughs> yes, because I put it on the run sheet. Damn it! So right. we're doing it. Uh, I, no, I, I will say uh, we usually try to stay out of the whole politics realm on things, but I heard this kidder and I read this article and I'm like, I have to share this. So here is the headline. <coughs> this is from the U.S. Sun. The headline reads, keep moving. Winter driving law could see offenders hit with $18,000 fine for cars parked in own driveways. Yeah, that's uh, that's your problem. You're you're reading things out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the the basics of it is uh, it, it has to do with New York State traffic law. So, thankfully, we're not in New York. But in New York, it is apparently against the law to exit a vehicle without turning off the engine, blocking the ignition, and taking the key out of the ignition, according to Section 1210 of the New York State Vehicle and Traffic Law. Law enforcement said this law is to prevent car theft as leaving the car running with keys inside makes it open to being taken. So... If the driver uses a remote control starter to warm up the car, then no violation has been made. So, but uh, also, wait, it used to be a law in North Dakota until about 2019. Really? Mm hmm. Was it a highly enforced law? Because not really, no. I was going to say, I, I see a lot of cars that, you know, people leave them like when they just run into the gas station or into the grocery store. They just leave their car running. So I was just kind of curious what the enforcement level was on something like that. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, 
I decided to bring it up because it was interesting. And because, like, here in North Dakota, it's a pretty common thing for people to leave their car running to warm up. So. Yeah. Anyway, local geek. Yeah, don't do that. <clears throat> don't leave your car running or? Yeah. Don't leave your car running without the keys in it. Like, what are you, some kind of masochist? Do you want your car to get stolen? That's how cars get stolen. Well, you know, I don't think that people really think about, you know, Grand Theft Auto around here. Then again, I don't know how common Grand Theft Auto is in North Dakota. Auto theft usually goes up in the winter. Hey, local geek, you have some sort of uh, challenge thing that you wanted to chat about. A challenge? Oh, yes. I uh, I updated the spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, what? What is this you say? Oh, I, I yeah, I made whatever. an update on, on the drink tracking spreadsheet. I don't know if you guys have noticed it. I made it earlier this week or last week, maybe. But uh, I added a count of the episode that has the most drinks drank on it, which Dang. would be episode 100, which had 20 drinks. Those are so I, I figured with, with 150 coming up, I uh, can shoot for trying to beat that number. <clears throat> figured with rude boy Kyle on the show, we'd blow that number out of the water. I love you, Kyle. <laughs> I help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, and JS helps a lot with our, our drinking numbers. We were we were chatting, Kidder, before you uh hopped into the meeting, uh, because apparently at the time of us recording this, last week I crossed the two hundred drink mark. And uh <clears throat> that's about the interest yeah, the interesting thing is I'm about forty five drinks behind you. Uh, but the combined total of all of our guests is quickly catching up to me. And uh, I think that has to do a lot with the fact that we have JS. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, looking at the spreadsheet, uh, Big D actually um, is second place behind me for the most drinks out on the show. He's had 33 and JS has had 30. True, but but then here's the comparative. Okay, how many shows more has Big D done than JS? Only four. Oh, that's surprising. That's uh, that's surprising. I would have thought Big D had been on quite a few more, but and he has been only on uh, five less than me. And I don't know if we want to talk about my numbers. Uh. I've, I've, had, the, I've had 59 drinks. That's, uh, you know, that's not bad. Not bad. So. But uh, Kidder is definitely the f the front runner on the drinking game. So. Yes, Kidder's had 247. Yeah. Hmm. The uh, triple B drinking champ. I mean, I should. I've been on the. Uh, I don't know about the most shows, but I've been on almost all of them. 
you have uh, easily been on the most. I think there's only one he hasn't been on, isn't there? Uh, two. There are two. Because uh, we did a show where it was Lefty and I. That's the one I remembered. But I could have sworn there was a, another one that was out there where he was he was gone and I had I think it might have been Big D but that does sound familiar and so I think that there's like only been two episodes without Kidder whereas I took a hiatus when Little Miss was born uh, for a while so and I've had a few where I've been like too sick to participate so so I mean, let, let's face it. Kidder is the Iron Man of the uh, the Triple B, holding it down. Good job, Kidder. Thanks. To uh, to, to pull a you Cheers. know thing out thing out of your book, I was gonna say here's a trophy. <laughs> Pulling that one out, just dust it off a little bit. Yep. Yep. And I'm gonna hate myself uh, in about. Four weeks when I realize I have to now animate that. Mm. Damn. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but 20 drinks consumed on episode 150. I guess it all depends on who joins us. That'll be the, that will be the question. So, I'm planning to be here. Okay. <laughs> Hey, guest one. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Hey, I just remembered for hockey, <clears throat> maybe why this deal actually happened. But you know who's the new head coach of the Islanders? Uh, be Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Interesting set of uh, circumstances, don't you think? Well... I, I I don't um, because if I'm not mistaken, Parisi it wasn't a trade; he was just re-signed. I don't think he was actually playing here recently, but I could be wrong on that. I didn't read the article; I haven't had time. Yeah, I, I just I, if I recall, I believe that it said that he was signed, and I think they just used a picture of him in the Islanders because that was. Kind of like the last known photo of him in a hockey jersey. But, you know, that's something for us to fact check later. At a future time. At a future place. Future date. To be determined. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well... Gents, we might have a shorter show than we were <laughs> intending or planning, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say because we've now completed topic five and we are not even an hour in. So we either need that a slow are still playing. Well, that's good. That's good. So, uh, gents. I got some controversy I can share with you. There we go. That's what we need. Controversy? Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, hey, it involves uh, 
a company that I've been talking about a lot lately, which I think is just kind of making this more sad. Um, the big news today uh, came out that Mythic Games, uh, you might recall if you've been watching some of the more recent episodes, they, they did their whole um, really terrible Krampus promotion over uh, kind of Christmas. Well, today uh, they released a pair of emails, updates on two of their Kickstarters, uh, Anastare and Hell the Last Saga. Uh, Anastare was the last Kickstarter they did. Uh, Hell is one that has been out for a very long time and is now several years uh, late. Uh, but they put out an email saying, guys, we've looked at what it would take for us to actually produce these games. We can't do it without asking you for more money. And instead of doing that, we have sold the IP to somebody else. Uh, and people kind of wondered. There was some kind of concern about who might have picked up these particular um, IPs. And uh, it was later revealed today, the same day, uh, that Simon is picking them up. So cool mini or not, uh, the makers of games such as Zombicide, um, Marvel United, and uh, several, many, many others, uh, is purchased both of these IPs. And they have guaranteed, and this is the part that is upsetting a lot of people, that anybody who backed those Kickstarter campaigns will get a free copy of the base game of whatever they produce on those IP. And while that sounds okay, that's a pretty sweet thing. Uh, this means that for some people who maybe went with like the all-in pledge on Anastare that comes at a price tag of like $700, uh, you're getting a base game that'll probably be maybe like $90 to $100 for the grand total price of $700. Yikes. Yeah. Jens, I will be let you know. I did not go all in on Anastare, but I did on Hell. <laughs> so Howard is getting fleeced. So there you go. Let's see. It's that whole living embodiment of Charlie Brown coming around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Okay. I'm trying to provide content, Kidder. I'm trying. I'm just I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad, in, I'm just disappointed. In me or at me or at Mythic. That would be yeah. the Yeah. You know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh so anyway, uh on Facebook, people are screaming at Mythic. Um uh, pretty hard and people are it's interesting to see the range of emotions because you have some people who are very upset like I paid $700 I'm getting you is a base game copy of this and other people are like well at least you're getting something <laughs> could be nothing yep um, I've been remember the time the that I oh, I remember the time that I talked about how 
uh, I ended up buying uh, in a uniform, a replica uniform, along with others who spent tens of thousands of dollars on replica uniforms and have received nothing. And you can't even sue the company because they change names and don't exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's rough when that happens. I'm still interested because Mythic still has Monster Apocalypse, the board game, out there. So I'm hoping they're going to finish that one. I'm hoping. Uh, they are getting closer to releasing uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah! So hopefully that will be out and I'll get uh, that. Uh, along these same lines, in a interesting... I thought I had gotten taken for a ride elsewhere. Uh, there's another. Where did you go? Ah, well, you know, place of myth and legend. Uh, there's there's a board game I backed many many years ago. One of the first ones. It was called Myth. I actually backed a couple of expansions for it. Uh, myth Journeyman was the Kickstarter, and in there you could basically get the original game and all of this stuff from the first Kickstarter. And I went whole hog into it. I loved the art style of it. I thought it'd be great. And uh, the company went under. And I'm like, ah, well, there goes that. They got bought by somebody else. And now after uh, several years of that company holding the license, uh, gentlemen, they are finally shipping out. They decided to and figured out a way to finish the production on the game and send it out. So I will be getting all my stuff for myth, which I had written off almost 10 years ago now. Wow. Nice. So sometimes things work out, man. Sometimes you just had to wait 10 years. Yeah. I had one Kickstarter that stiffed me that, uh, all of the backers were trying to kind of organize together to actually put it out after the, creator came out and said yeah this is never going to happen i ran out of money and one of the artists that did the art for the game said hey if you guys can pull that together i will donate any art that i wasn't paid for because i still own the rights to that hmm. but it never came to fruition that's uh that is always kind of a sad thing when those sorts of things happen because mm -hmm. you know um, and at least like with all of these ones where I have gone in, like it has just been due to like poor management <laughs> and not necessarily that they were scams. Um, there was one um, Sans tour was the company and they were going to bring back a range of figures um, called Rackham. Gorgeous figures. Unfortunately, like the original um, owners of Rackham went out of business about the time I got into painting miniatures because I would have loved to. I own uh, two uh, Rackham figures and they're gorgeous. Um, one of these days I need to paint them because they really are gorgeous. I've been trying to level up my skills to get to that point. They're probably there now. But anyway, I... This other company, after Rackham went out, supposedly got the rights to it. They did this massive, massive Kickstarter. And again, it was like 
$700 was what you had to pledge, and it got you everything. And uh, there, that was a French company. They actually got took taken to court over it as uh, being a scam. So it's nice to see when justice happens to people uh, on things like Kickstarter. But I, I will say I have dropped way back on the number of things that I'm willing to back on Kickstarter. So. Yeah, it's been a, a little while since I've done any. The last one I did was the Dim Sum game that I talked about on here probably a year-ish ago, maybe even a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I There's only really two projects I know of coming up that I'm kind of interested in. Um, Mantic Games uh, is doing an epic scale version of their sci-fi war game, um, Warpath. I don't know if I'm 100% into that. I kind of want to see what the pledge levels are and what you can get. Um, that's all like 10 millimeter figure. And the only reason I'm at all interested is I actually have a bunch of 10 millimeter terrain. So the abs have won. Kidder was <laughs> counting down for the audio listeners who were wondering why all of a sudden the pause. Kidder was counting down on the screen. Um, it took me a little bit to figure out what he was counting down. <laughs> I, I thought he was, I thought he was going to break exactly. away for like a cut in. And I'm like, Oh, abs. Breaking news, everyone. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the station and the podcast that really can't get anything right. I'm your uh, co-host, Mark Kidder, the man, the myth, the legend. Thanks for being here. Howard Blues, over to you. Uh, Yeah, so we were talking about um, Kickstarters that I was looking into. Uh, So I said Epic Warpath by Mantic. Um, Although... It's really hard for me to want to get in on that because, as I announced at the last or on the last episode, uh, Mantic is going to be releasing in September of 2024 Halo on the tabletop. Oh, interesting. Yep. Um, and I'm really excited for that because the opportunity to paint up like the Covenant and Master Chef. Yes. Just for you, Kidder, I'm now going to make that conversion. <laughs> Master Chef. It's Master Chief with the chef hat. Swedish Chef mustache. Heard the bird covenant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Logo Geek. Uh, and hey, for anybody who, if you didn't catch last week, but yeah, it's the second time uh, that Halo has gone to the tabletop. Third, if you count Halo clicks. Um, but there was a company, Spartan Games, that did a war game version of Halo. Um, but again, it was a 10 millimeter small scale. Mantic, it sounds like it's going to be 28 millimeter uh, hero scale, which is normally what I kind of like to paint. So I'm, I'm excited, Kidder, about that one because, and they're not kickstarting that. That's They're just bringing that one out. But like painting the Covenant, I think that's going to be cool. Painting Spartans, I think, will be cool, especially because I want to paint um, a couple of them in, like, my color scheme from when we played Halo Reach, your color scheme. If I can remember Rude Boy's color scheme, I will also maybe do one of him. Um, Just because that would be cool, you know, to be able to have, you know, Spartans that represent us from when we played on the tabletop 
It's just kind of cool. So excited about that. Um, but the other Kickstarter that I'm waiting for or am really excited about is from Privateer Press. Uh, they have been doing their um, D&D 5E compatible rules set for their universe. And the next one that they announced is the Strange Light Workshop, which is kind of this really cool concept of think of it a little bit of a cross between like Indiana Jones and Ghostbusters and like 1940s detective. So the guys who deal with like the paranormal, the occult, the weird stuff, but in kind of a business like fashion, like Ghostbusters. That just sounds awesome. So I will probably be all in on, on that one, but no further details of when that's coming out. It's just in the future. I've been backing the project along with Nico and Rude Boy. <clears throat> the Outbreak game. It's a storm chasing game. That's been in development for about five years now. Still, still waiting on that as it's still being developed. But we at least get regular updates and what they're working on. I mean, in all fairness, <clears throat> uh, Flashing Lights is still a development game. SWAT Van's going to be coming out pretty quick. So you will either be SWAT or you're not. I just want, like, the old, like, 1940s paddy wagon. I mean, they have the paddy wagon, but, you know, it's current day, not... The old timey. Yeah, no, I want I want the old timey one, you know, and then one person can go and pull people over, and then you bring the other person brings up the paddy wagon and it's like a mobile arrest center. Huh? Well, I mean huh? we have the van. Huh? And let's be honest here, the Crown Victoria is basically just like going back in time, like what you're thinking. So Yeah, yeah, but but, but is that's a van. Nobody looks cool in a van. Howard would drive the van because you want the paddy wagon. <laughs> right, but that's a paddy wagon. It's not uh, a He van. said right. He said right. Well, it's a paddy wagon. It's a, it's a mobile paddy wagon van. <laughs> Fight me. I'll stick uh, you in the trunk. Uh, no, I'm not going to fight you. You have <coughs> had combat training, and I have not. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. So, I refuse. Okay. Okay. So he's besides, refusing. Besides, I, I'm not much of a fighter. I mean, you know that. I'm only nearly been in a fight twice in my life. <laughs> yeah, he just drives you off a cliff instead. No, that's just Halo. Um <laughs> I mean Halo tomato, whatever. Yeah, I mean I and I've told the story of the one. The one was at the comedy club where I had maybe had consumed most of a pitcher of beer and then bumped what into What are you it. talking about? You only had like two glasses. <laughs> yeah. Two magically constantly refilling glasses and don't even know what in, you're talking about bumped into a guy luckily brother nico was there that saved us from that one 
totally a brother Nico save. Uh, and the other one, I was I was ready to actually fight. And I think I've told this story too. Um, my family had a pet dog that got ran over um, by some neighbors who lived down the highway from us. And uh, the, the one kid felt the need to shoot his mouth off about it the next day on the bus. And so later on the uh, drive home, because our frontage road at that time that I lived off of, uh, you know, went along the interstate. He happened to see a car out driving on the interstate. He's like, hey, it's my cousins. It's my cousins. And uh, <clears throat> I got off. I went to get off the bus, said, you know, goodbye to the bus driver, because it's always good to be nice to the bus driver. And uh, as I was about to hop off, I, I yelled to the kid. And I said, hey, now, have fun with your inbred cousins. And he, of course, lost his cool, came charging up, and would have, you know, like, I hopped off the bus, threw down my bag. I was ready. I was ready for him to jump off, and it was going to be on. And uh, bus driver shut the door right in his face. So it's just, I mean, it was just, like, he's, he's about to barrel down the stairs, just bam. <laughs> and uh, next day when I got on the bus, the bus driver goes, hey, so-and-so has uh, been kicked off for the rest of the year. You're good. So, <laughs> but that's the only time I've ever picked a fight. <clears throat> so, otherwise, I'm not much of a fighter. Not much of a fighter. But we're coming up on the hour mark, and I got to get to my second beer. So, I better do a little bit more drinking. Yeah, you can grab that. And I just wanted to mention Nathan McKinnon is fourth in career point streaks of 13 or more games in NHL history. Impressive. And everybody who's ever played the game in NHL, he's at number four for 13 plus point game, 13 plus game point streaks. Hmm. Well, uh, on the back of that, I think it's time to go to everybody's second favorite segment of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is What's on Tap, round two. Drink! And uh, the local geek disappeared into the evening. I hate when he does that. Uh, Kidder, we, we know that you're still on your Vienna style here. What? Wow. Guess this is round three for Titter. Uh, local Geek, you just ran up and grabbed something. What'd you grab? I uh, I just grabbed some mini DNA. Mm. Good call. Good call. I'm running a little low in the old beer fridge. so. I, I see. Well, I have beer for you. I also have beer for Kidder. I also have beer for you. Oh. The beer exchange must happen. Yeah. So, uh, all right, uh, Kidder, are you you having a, a second drink? I'm uh, being kind here. Yeah. Just, well, while Kidder figures out that, I'm going to drink something that Kidder would absolutely not want to drink. Uh, also, from the Oscar Blues Brewery, I have their uh, 
Tropic Mutant Experimental IPA. Yeah. Fun little, little logo down on the bottom there. Kind of like a Windigo inside the IPA. Uh, this is their Series 4. Uh, it is an India Pale Ale with natural flavors. 7% alcohol by volume. Um, Tropical Mutant Experimental IPA. Unpredictable evolution has produced another freaky mutation. Tropic Mutant Experimental Juicy IPA uses cutting-edge science of suds that will transport your taste buds to a lush and mystical paradise. Uh, so, guys, uh, this, this is Albert Blues' last episode of the Triple B. Hasta <laughs> <laughs> luego. Uh, very hoppy. Off the smell. Huh. That is... Um, not as hoppy as the Dale's Pale Ale. But that, you know, I've had a lot of them that are supposed to be like juicy IPAs. This is the first one that kind of tastes it. It's got a really nice juicy aftertaste to it. Mm. Nice. I uh, I like this. I didn't give the Dale's a... Uh, a rating i'd probably give it like uh a, a 3.5 and i would maybe give this like a 3.8 i think is what i would go with i don't think i ever rated the uh, uh bent pedal one either it was it was really quite on the bitter side i'm not a big coffee fan to begin with i like sweeter coffees if i do have it so i'm i'm thinking like a 2.5 on that one mm. Still, not bad. Not a bad rating. No. Yeah, it's middle of the road. I would drink it again. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, good. It's good. Mm -hmm. Well, gents, have you been watching anything interesting? Has anything been making it onto your screens? Have you, have you started a new show? Returned to an old show? Watching through Star Trek for your 800th time. I'd love to. I just have not had uh, a lot of time. <clears throat> uh, I will say, watch the Expendables 4. Finally. How is that? A bit. Uh, what I expected it to be. A, an action movie that needs to be an action movie made to be an action movie with all the cheesiness of an action movie <clears throat> and lots of explosions and things and Jason Statham. So I didn't, uh, didn't mind it. Nice. Nice. Good to hear. Good to hear. Local geek. You've been watching anything, anything crossing the old screen. Um, no, not really. Mm -hmm. A lot of new stuff going on in my world. Lots of kids shows. And I, mm -hmm. I have the 
been watching this podcast I found called Beer Blues and BS. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I, I've heard of them. They're all right. Definitely no rum rock and rumors, but that's <clears throat> you know, uh, Kitter, I, I got my haircut today, and all I of them a, or just one? Uh, just the one, you know, the one problem. One. And uh, the hairstylist was, you know, overly chatty. Um, but we were talking about my job, and I said I travel a lot. And she goes, "Oh, well, what do you do to you know keep yourself awake while driving?" I'm like, "Well, I I listen to podcasts and." Music. Oh, what 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 kind of podcast do you listen to? I, oh I man, it's, it's it's good that you asked because there's this this awesome one. I just found it. It's been going for almost three years. It's uh, probably what I should have said, but I I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a terrible salesman of our own podcast. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, other people who are on this show on a regular basis and don't even share it. I'll share it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, it was, you know, and it also it was because I think part of it was by the time we got to that part of the conversation, um, she was having like the hardest time hearing. I, I swear she must have had hearing loss. Huh? So she'd ask me a question every time and be like, What? What was that? <clears throat> what was that? I felt like I was shouting everything. And so I just I didn't really feel like shouting to the entire hair salon about beer blues and BS. I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> but uh back to what we were watching, uh Kidder. Uh, the wife and I have like been binge watching Reacher, uh, the second season, and uh, it's good. It's different. Um, they, I, some of the things that were the like really charming and that I really enjoyed about the first season is kind of missing from this second season, but it is far more of a. It's more action movie than mystery. Um, it also does one of those things that I, I a lot of times hate in like mystery shows and TV where it will reveal the bad guy like right away. Like, like you know who the bad guy is almost uh, pretty early in like episode one. But the thing is then, so it's like, you know who the bad guy is, but you don't know what he's doing. And it's kind of you're watching the good guys try to figure out what the bad guy is up to. And so it just takes a little bit of the fun out of it in some cases. But it's still, it's very good if you like action. There's a ton of it. Um, there's only been one, because if you recall, my one like real critique of like the first season was that there was at least one fight scene where they had Reacher getting hit by a crowbar and like blocking like this. And not reacting to getting smacked in the arms with a crowbar. Uh, they have one scene like that so far this season. But otherwise, the action's actually really pretty believable. So, it's good. If you haven't checked out Reacher, if you like mysteries, if you like action, 
Uh, I, I highly recommend it. It's 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 very good, very good. So, we uh, we are through the first five episodes of all eight. So it's an eight episode season. So, um, I recommend it, Kidder. I think you would enjoy Reacher a lot. It's on the list. Good. I'm looking forward to you watching it so we can talk about it. Wrestling news. Kabuki Warriors are now WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Who are the Kabuki Warriors? Asuka and Kari Sane. Ah. Okay. That's right. They were a tag team that was called the Kabuki Warriors, weren't they? Yep. Wow. Also, University of Nebraska Omaha beat St. Cloud State seven to six. <clears throat> wow. Good hockey. Barn burner in St. Cloud. That would be a barn burner. I mean, I like high scoring games, but I like them when they're close, so. I, that that game must have had a lot of emotion behind it. That would have been an awesome game to watch. Well, uh, I we're down to the last topic. Do you want to talk about how Vince McMahon apparently had a threesome and pooped on a girl's head? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I got a laugh out of a local geek, so I take that as a win. Listen, kidder, what you do in your own time? No, I don't know. This wasn't me. Listen, there's no two girls in a cup, okay? I don't... I think that's a different podcast. Uh, I mean, if you want to talk about it, Kidder, I, yeah, I know because I haven't actually looked into it. I just heard pieces and I haven't read the documents. And that sounds like I, I need to, I don't know, get like a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, antacids, and maybe bleach for my eyes. I, what I can I can basically touch on because uh, I, I did do some reading on it, not all of it. I didn't get into uh, apparently you can get some of the text messages. Uh, it centers around a Mrs. Grant. She's not actually a wrestler. She worked in their legal department, uh, and she talks about um, a couple of encounters between herself and Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. Um, being forced into some of that stuff. Um, She is uh, claiming that uh, Vince McMahon trafficked her besides the sexual assault um, and that he even offered her out to one Brock Lesnar when trying to get Brock to return to the WWE. Um, Supposedly, she had signed an NDA for the price tag of $3 million and has only been paid the first million and then the payment stopped. And so now she feels like that is a breach of the contract of the NDA. And therefore she is going to court to basically uh, remove the NDA so that she can reveal all of this, but she has shared some of the texts, some of the stories, like the one that you alluded to 
I haven't looked into all of that. I was just kind of very curious about who the person was and what the implications were on like the whole Brock Lesnar um, situation with that. So that's that's that situation in a nutshell. But it just sounds bleh. Maybe um, a nutshell may not be <clears throat> the best word to use there. I, you know, I, uh, it's late, I'm tired. I've been drinking. R. Kelly. <clears throat> yeah. So that right. that's that scandal, and yeah, it's just kind of gross. Uh, apparently, uh, when this became uh, known and made public to Linda, is when the NDA was signed. Um, it's also when Stephanie and Shane both said. We gone and uh, left WWE. So that's all of that. Uh, we'll see what this does for, um, you know, WWE now that's part of TKO. Uh, as of three hours ago, Vince McMahon has resigned from everything and is no longer part of the company. Okay. Also, Makes sense. Maybe uh, suing Stephanie McMahon because she was named in pieces of this as being part of the investigative group who did nothing mm. to actually release this information. Uh, yeah. yeah, apparently, it's a it's a messy situation, which is kind of why I didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about it. Well, we can be done with it. Local geek. Is it you who has a new segment for us? Nope. No. It's Howard. It's Howard. I could come up with something for you, but. No, I have a new segment that we will be debuting here on the uh, Triple B with this episode and on every episode going forward. You see, Kidder, uh, because somebody felt the need to gift me something for Christmas. I finally got it down here to the cave and I'm going to make a segment out of it. Somebody probably somebody who didn't watch this show, uh, decided that they needed to gift me this book of dad jokes, of terribly awesome dad jokes. Uh, I don't know why, because <clears throat> anybody who's seen this show knows that that's kind of just my humor as is. Uh, and so, Kidder, I introduce the newest segment of the Triple B, Dad Jokes of the Week. So... Every week, I'm going to share with you some dad jokes that you can then take forward into your own life and come off as a comedic dad genius. Peter's like, great. Local Geek's like, awesome. I have new jokes to tell. I I have some jokes to add in. Oh, that's great. And uh, hey, if you're out there listening to this and you want to share a dad joke... You know, throw it in the comments or, hey, I have this email address that nobody ever uses. Howard at BeerBluesBS.com. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, that's how often I use it. Hey, if you have a great dad joke, send it there. I will read it on the show as part of Dad Jokes of the Week. And, hey, shout you out for it. Look, this is what we call audience participation. <clears throat> it unfortunately does not come with a participation trophy. You uh, mean and- one of these? Yeah. Uh, anyway, and uh, hey, kudos to you if you can guess the answer to these. But uh, here we go, guys. Our first inaugural segment. 
I tried to organize a professional hide-and-seek tournament, but it was a complete failure. Because good players are hard to find. Gitter, I think as part of this segment, you need to rate these as we uh, give them. So, <laughs> Well, can't find a rating on that. <laughs> Numbers are lost. No decimals on that one. Hmm. My uh, daughter thinks I don't give her enough privacy. At least that's what it said in her diary. That's just a breach of privacy and creepy. <laughs> what did Beethoven become after he died? A decomposer. That's a very grounded joke. And my uh, last dad joke of the week. Good romance starts with good friendship. A bad romance starts with rah, rah, ah, ah, ah. Ro <laughs> I'm not going to do It's a Lady Gaga joke. So I, I was talking to uh, one of my British friends the other day. And we got to talking about elevators. And he goes, well, over here, we call it a lift. So I said to him, well, I guess we were just raised differently. That's better than the Lady Gaga joke. <laughs> yeah, we had to go out on a better note than that. We did. Do you know you what a baby computer up on calls a telephone? No, I, I saw it the other day and I remembered it. That's a Lady Gaga song. Oh. You afraid of the paparazzi coming in? I, I the get it, local. Of the show. I, I, I get it, local geek, that you didn't catch that that was Lady Gaga joke because of Kidder's stellar poker face as he told it. That and I don't listen to Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's okay. And I've you, done my I've done my one with poker face. I'm out. <laughs> both <clears throat> both of you are just monsters. This is now where Kidder will crush us with his extensive knowledge of the discography <laughs> of Lady Gaga. Do you know what a uh, baby computer calls its father? Data. Very nice. Howard drank to that. Yeah. See, I always try and solve the joke before, like, you get the answer. Sometimes I can do it, and sometimes I can't. <clears throat> Is that because you're like a crocodile's cousin who likes to read things like an investigator? Uh, no. No. It's more of uh, I just like the puzzle of it, you know. Although when you do get it, then unfortunately, you know, you're ruining the joke. Sometimes, especially if it's a kid trying to tell you the joke. Hmm. Well, hey, good news that uh, there's somewhat of an opening on SmackDown because Kevin Patrick is out of here. No more Irish Dublin talk. 
on Comteri. Which I think I may have sent that meme to you. The only perfect replacement that we want is that guy, and that guy is Mauro Ranallo. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back, though. Although, I mean, he has called UFC before. He has done boxing. Uh, But uh, the reason I bring up the UFC is now that WWE is tied into the UFC and now that Vince McMahon is gone, uh, there's a chance, Kidder. There is a chance. Hey, man, that's all we can hope. There's a chance. Yep. Yep. So, uh, well, I've exhausted all of my topics. Kidder, are you out? Are you done? Have we hit everything that you had or wanted to share tonight? Sure. Okay. Logo Geek, anything? No, I think we got everything I had. Well, this might be a short show, but that's okay. Future Howard will appreciate the quick edit that he'll be able to do <laughs> on that. And uh, so, hey, for all of you out there, we're giving you part of your time back. You know what you could do to use it better? Go check out another episode of the Triple B. And on that 100%. once every 10 episode cheap plug by uh, Howard, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a <laughs> while. Eh, let's wrap this thing up with some other cheap plugs. All right. Real quick, beerbluesbs.com, our website right here in the screen and in the show notes, beerbluesbs.com. Please smash that sub button. Please hit the likes. Please hit the share. We would appreciate it, and sharing is caring. Also, subscribe to the show. Help us for as little as $1 a month. Help the starving and thirsty podcast hosts keep the show going at streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs. Again, streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs. Also in the show notes, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us. Share it. Click the thumbs up. We love for you to be part of the show and all the info available anytime on demand video versions on YouTube. You watch these shows and see the train wreck happen in front of your face or just take us on the road with you. Listen to them on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, IMDb, Player FM, uh, YouTube podcast, Google podcast, Apple podcasts, Amazon podcast. We're all over the place. Please join us there in the audio verse. So with that, that's some cheapness. Follow us, like us, smash it, share it, help us get in front of more people because sharing is caring and um, we need the money. Final thoughts. Howard blues. Boy, I've been waiting for final thoughts because guys, I got a good one. And Hey, if you thought that this episode was a bit too short, I know who you can blame for it being too short. Because you see, Kidder, I was sitting here getting stuff ready, getting the match card done, getting everything ready that we needed to do. So before I even sent out the meet invite to the local geek and yourself, and my phone goes, I pick it up. Somebody sent me a message 
on Facebook Messenger. I go to pull it up, entering in my code and so that my phone opens. All I got was a little sneak preview of it. And it was from one, he was on last week, Big D, the troll minister of the Triple B, and it says, have nothing to do on this layover, so if you guys are firing up tonight, I might... Well, that's all I got. By the time I entered in my code and actually could look at the message, the message had been unsent. That's right. The Big D invited himself on the show, and then before I could even do anything, uninvited himself from the show. And so if you're going, gosh, this show just, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough stuff. You know who to blame, and that's Big D. Because he could have been on here, but he's not. And if you're disappointed by that, it's his fault. So that's right. We're assigning all of the blame for this show to Big D and his legion of cookie gnomes. And that's my final thought. Local Geek, final thoughts? Don't have any final thoughts, but I do have one more uh, joke for you. The pronghorn antelope final is thoughts. the second fastest land animal in the world. Do you know why? Because the fastest is a cheetah. And with that, it is time to flush this episode for Howard Blues, for the local geek, the brewmaster of the Triple B himself. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining us for this and uh, every other cringe-worthy episode. We appreciate you and your time. Uh, as for right now, there's free beer tomorrow. Keep your glass at least half full, and we will see you on down that paved with sorrow Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. See you on the next episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening and may your glass never be empty. Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Good to see you. Hey, can I make your day better? Because I can do it. And I'm sad that I'm not going to record this, but I, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know if you saw the news of two hours ago. That I sent you? I don't know if you sent it to me. You should open up Facebook and see if it's what I sent you. If you're going to steal my thunder, Kidder, I'm, I'm not really going to be happy, man. <laughs> okay. What is it, Howard? Yeah, you did. <laughs>
Thanks, this, is, this is the background I use at work. Mm. It's a picture I took at the airport in Bismarck at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> nice. Anyway, <clears throat> shall we get started? <laughs>